0: Well, you know, in our first hour we were talking about uh, some of the dumb things you did as a teenager and then transitioned into the story about salons getting uh, liquor licenses and I had mentioned that there was a place in Saskatoon or Regina I couldn't recall that allowed for uh, you did your laundry and got some drinks and uh, a couple of our listeners have uh, let us know the name was the Wash and Slosh (laughs) in Saskatoon. What a great name. (laughs) Good live music too. Uh, I remember that as well. And uh, we talked uh, at the top of the hour <laughs>
1: it's Friday night in the hot tub <laughs> the wash and
0: slosh <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about uh, businesses that play ched during the day mm-hmm. and uh, got this because of the dentist I go to yeah, because cool. of me the dentist I go to plays your show all the time I was a regular for a while and had them put you on and now they're hooked that uh, from Ernest And this, uh, laugh out loud, I was getting a Petty one day, and I asked her to turn to Ched because Roy Green was on, and I wanted to listen, and she did. That's awesome. There you go. And this, uh, I remember some bars had a barber chair on the corner and the barber, or in the corner, and the barber would be cutting hair maybe three times a week. His customers were obviously just drinking that from uh, Marvis. More people telling me it's the wash and slosh, not the slosh and wash, whatever. So, hey, do you want to grab one of these big blue folder stories? I'll do them uh, just randomly. Here's one uh, might be of interest to you. According to a new study by Trunk Club, Trunk Club is a personal styling service. Okay. The average person panics 36 times a year because they feel they have nothing to wear. So that's on average three times a month. Um, the the uh, survey went on to say we have approximately 53 items in our closet on average. So that's interesting. I'm not sure I'd have to count. 53 uh, various outfits on average in any person's closet. And most people at one point, three times a month, feel they don't want to wear any of them. Yeah. Uh, the study also found we spend eight hours a month deciding what to air, which adds up to four full days a year. And 74% of us have items in our closet that we will never wear again, but we hang on to them for sentimental reasons. Absolutely. And I try so hard, Jay. I go through because we, Carol and I share a single closet and it's not that big. And I, you know, you go on vacation, you buy a hoodie, like the one I'm wearing. And pretty soon there's not enough room in your closet. Right. So I go through and there's, there's that stuff I wear right in front. And then there's that stuff I dress up in, the dress shirts and so on. And then there's that third section at the far back on the left that's hidden from view, which is the stuff I won't throw away. Football jerseys, um, things with logos on them from organizations I was with. I will never wear them again. There's no reason to wear them. I just can't part with them. I suppose I could box them up, but then what's the point of that? I don't know why I can't throw them away. I just can't.
1: Well, obviously sentimental. Yeah. That's what it is.
0: But it's weird because no one sees them. No one will ever see them. They're just hanging in the closet. You know, it's important
1: to you, though. Sooner or later, you get to the point where it's either, yeah, you might box them up or throw them out or donate them.
0: Yeah, I get Well, but that's the thing. Like, I have four shirts that are black shirts, dressy sort of, but they have a Laughing for Cancer uh, logo on them. And so I don't really want... A, Why don't you stranger? wear them anymore? Because where do you wear a shirt with a logo on it?
1: You can wear it to work.
0: Well, I suppose I could. Well,
1: it's just a black shirt. You wear black shirts all the time. You've got a black t-shirt on right now. And yeah, but
0: I, I wear hoodies a lot, so a shirt doesn't go under a hoodie, right?
1: Well, then maybe you don't, need, don't, wear, don't wear the wear hoodie.
0: hoodie. Well, maybe this summer I'll start a...
1: Is it long sleeve? Is it short sleeve?
0: Long sleeve, yeah, all of roll them.
1: Roll the sleeves up and yeah. you good to go. Yeah, yeah. I guess.
0: You, do you have stuff in your closet you won't wear? Oh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine you have a room dedicated to your clothing. Yeah. You do, don't you?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I, because the, um, the, the closet in our, in our master bedroom wasn't big enough <laughs> yeah, of for course. both. And so co- Coach has his own closet. Oh, good. And um, I turned the middle room upstairs into a dressing room. Wow! Yeah, you've because you've never been upstairs in no, my I've house, not. no. So the middle room it actually has a bed in there, so there's a Murphy bed in there, so you can pop That's it glorious. up, pop it down, um, and it's got you know really great um, California closets, and did the oh. whole thing through that, and I've got a makeup table and lights. And- Do you
0: find it inconvenient to leave your bedroom to go get dressed? Like, you get out of the shower... I get and then, out of the
1: shower and I put my house coat on or a, a nightie or something. Yeah. And that's that's what I wear until I get dressed. I do my hair and makeup in a wrap or a, a nightie or something. Wow, it's
0: quite a process, eh?
1: Oh, you have no idea. I mean, this doesn't happen by accident. <laughs> it does not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean... Well, if, thank you.
0: If one of the kids were to move out... But what does that do to the resale value of your house, though? Like, if I've got a three-bedroom Well, but home, here's
1: the thing. The room... The is still room a is still a bedroom. There's still a bed in it. There's a closet in there. Yeah, okay. All it is is it's just a different confidera- configuration of closet and drawers. There's a lot of there's a lot of drawers, and even that desk, um, if it's for a kid, could be used as a um, school desk. Not just a, a makeup table or something like that. It could be used as a place hmm. to do homework at.
0: Well, maybe that's something for me to look at, or for us to look at in my house when one of the kids moves out. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, ten years from now. So we've got a lot of time to plan for it to turn one ten of their from now, one of their whatever. bedrooms into a, a closet, I guess.
1: Oh, you know, seems
0: like a waste of space to me, but I'm not
1: a. But if you yeah, have, it have, have it in there, clothes. you can just extend. You can just make the you put closets in and keep the bedroom, right? Because it's still nice to have a guest room. Mm-hmm. It's nice yeah. that you know the youngest finally moved out, because we have a guest room finally.
0: That's always been the problem in our house, is we've never had a guest room. Yeah, so, that's
1: why we want to do downstairs, right, is like to what, put
0: another one in there. Well, when we finished the basement 20 don't years have ago... A,
1: oh, you don't have a room downstairs? No,
0: the office for the festival is the spare uh, bedroom. Like that's what. And when the kids were younger, they would come up from Calgary, um, there was bunk beds in there, and they were there for years. So they would come in, share that room. It had a door, it has a closet, so you know, it had all that. But As they got older, of course, Mm -hmm. and as they started dating and then got married and then had their own kids, I mean, obviously it's completely, you know, unusable as a guest room. So the bunk beds have been long gone, which by the way, was one of the few arguments my wife and I ever had, speaking of throwing stuff out, she, she wanted to sell the bunk beds. They were 40, 50 years old. Nobody wanted them. So she threw them out. And I was just annoyed because again, we're never going to use those bunk beds, but I slept on those bunk beds. Like those bunk beds were, like I say, 50 some years old. I, I don't know. I just felt weird throwing them out. Pack rat. No, I'm not. I'm really not. Well, the, when he's... the kids visit us in, from Calgary, they sleep on couches downstairs yeah. or in the living room.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like the, um, the, the Murphy bed in the dressing room, my middle room, is just small, it's a super single. Right, so it's it's just one person on there, and if you roll too far, you're falling over. Oh. So you know, if I have a, if I have if we have guests, like if my mom comes, it's great, or my dad comes, it's great, but um, if they came with their partners, I don't know where I'd put them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, we move, we kick the kid out, and you know, yeah. goes into into his room. But you know, the one thing, the house. The master, the the closet in the master bedroom was so tiny, like so, so I'll tiny. I bigger than ours. Oh, no, no, no. Ours is really tiny. No, ours was, it's maybe oh, okay. uh, three feet by three right. feet. It is tiny. Okay. It's not, doesn't have a big, didn't have a big sliding mm-hmm. doors or anything. You walked in and I couldn't, I couldn't believe it actually. I couldn't believe it. In a house,
0: yeah, that's a big house. You that's have it's a big I mean, house. I'm, I'm surprised it doesn't have better.
1: No, it was crap. Hmm. It was crap. So yeah, hmm. so that's kind of why we had to do. There was just no room to put everything in. And to be honest with you, clothes are spread throughout the house. If you go into our front hall closet, I've seen Jim's dress shirts your first... are all there. Yeah, yeah. All of my um, Air Force <laughs> shirts are in there. A bunch of my Air Force <laughs> clothes are all in there. The um, the closet in my office has all gowns in it. Like dresses in it. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's just the, the closet space in the house well, do you is do, uh, not in, good. W-
0: in, in summer, do you take your winter clothing and and store it somewhere, or no. does it hang there all year?
1: Well, my because my, my winter clothing is mainly sweaters, so it's all put up in mm. the in the closets. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, it's just those things in your home that you you know mm, really like the house, but this one kind of ticks you off a little bit, and mm-hmm. you just find a way to deal with it. I should probably just
0: get some of those wardrobe boxes that you can get yeah. when you're moving, yeah. and maybe.
1: Oh, there's tons of wardrobe boxes downstairs. You gotta remember I, all my TV clothes? Mm. Are downstairs in boxes. I've got.
0: But you're, you're never going to wear those. Again, no, right? I've got so dozens you... and
1: dozens of beautiful suits down there that I should take to a consignment you store donate them, yeah, or, or donate them yeah. to. Um, there's a, that that organization in town, the suits for yeah. women getting back into to the workforce. Mm-hmm. I just have to go through them all, but I have. I have clothes from my bodybuilding days. I have size four clothes downstairs that I couldn't get my calf into right now. And by calf, I mean on my leg, not not the cow. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, they are so tiny. Yeah. I, I kind of, I, you know, they come across them every once in a while and go, oh, is that for a five-year-old? Like, really? Do
0: you know, I, I'll tell you the most embarrassing moment, uh, you know, related to old clothes was I had... Two of my high school um,
1: jackets.
2: jerseys.
0: <laughs> and the jackets will never be thrown away. Oh, never, no, you ever. keep those. For sure. Yeah, and absolutely. at one point, Carol, I know, wore one, uh, but I had these two jerseys from high school. So an away jersey and a home jersey, which I'm sure I was supposed to return and just didn't. Um, and one day I just thought, well, I'll throw that on. Like it's a pretty cool retro kind of thing. And keeping in mind that I wore um, equipment under them, I wore shoulder pads, mm. uh, kidney protectors, <laughs> uh, they didn't fit. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's not. (laughs) That's a wake-up call. Yeah, (laughs) that was really like, (laughs) put the pizza down, buddy. Andrew, Jilin.
1: Someone just texted in. You should make quilts out of those old logo shirts. You'd Mm. have to find someone to make a quilt. Yeah. Have you seen some of the uh, the ideas when when people pass away, and you take some of their clothing and make them. Into different things. And I've seen that, um, whether they do take old shirts mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff and make them into uh, a quilt or even a pillowcase.
0: That's just not my thing.
1: Oh, I know. It's not. Yeah, just when they're gone, they're
0: gone. That's not my thing.
1: When the humans are gone?
0: Yep. I have nothing of my father's.
1: Well, I know, but you, you and your dad didn't have a really good relationship. I'm talking about people that you, yeah. you know. I think. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. You wouldn't. You don't think that you would keep something of Carol's, if something happened to her.
0: Um, her ashes, <laughs> for sure. Of course. Um, no, probably not. Beyond that, I. I think I'm the kind of person that would take a long time to clear out that closet. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't think I would.
1: And that's a that's a whole other thing because we've kind of been going through that with a couple of the deaths in the family over the past couple of years about cleaning out closets and, mm-hmm. and when the time is right to do it and I guess my point is the time is right to do it when the time is right for you to do it of course it's yeah. you know well it's been in there for too long well no it's it's in there for as long as you want if you want to leave yeah. it there forever you leave it there forever we had a great
0: listener on our listener trip who had lost his uh, mm-hmm. wife recently and I asked him that we mm-hmm. were talking one day and I said you know what have you done about that and he said uh, I did the next day the next day it was just and it wasn't uh He just wanted to put a period at the end of the sentence and and move on.
1: Yeah, but there was more to that. There was as as well. And you know, you talk about moving on and the different stages of moving on Mm -hmm. and how that how that happens and how you end up figuring out how to deal. With death and mm-hmm. dying, because again, no one teaches you how to do it. It's just, it's something that you end up going through and you you muddle, you muddle your way through. You know, it's funny now that I think about it,
0: because like I say, I'm just not the kind of person that keeps anything as a reminder because I feel like I don't need a reminder. It's, but you
1: have a closet full of Just for Laughs t-shirts. I do. And
0: I've also designated in my will items that I want left to my children which is weird. I, I don't want anything or didn't ask for anything from my father-in-law or my father. Um, but I have designated things that I want mm-hmm. my kids to have. Just because I think... Not because I want them to have it to remember me. I think they could use them. You know, watches. Just stuff like that. Jewelry that, you know... yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just sort of funny that way. I, I don't want a constant reminder of the loss. I want just to remember the person in my heart and mind and I, I don't need a blanket or a, I, even a picture. I don't. It's very vivid in my mind the people I've lost. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just weird.
1: No, it's not weird. That's how you deal with it. So there's yeah. nothing weird about that. I can't. No one can judge yeah. you for how you deal with something that that is that incredibly personal.
0: Mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah.
1: You know, when my nan, when my nan died, yeah. so my mom's mom, and my, my nan and I were very close, and um, she died unexpectedly, and she left a tiny bit of money, and I mean tiny, <laughs> um, and all I ended up doing is going and getting a gold band for my mom and for me that we still have when we had her name engraved on the inside and her birth date. And, uh, you know, th- when she died, yeah. We wore it for the longest, longest time. My mom still wears hers. Mine has t- gone from uh, this ring finger to, <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, a pinky that's... finger.
2: <laughs> it's just
1: grow. Yeah. Um, and so, but well, the ring shrinking. But the, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, gold shrinks. It'll do that in the heat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but you know, that was, that was it because other than that, I have her recipe, uh, how to make uh, chili sauce, homemade chili sauce, and um, corn relish, and one picture of her. That's all I have. Hmm.
0: That was a a story, by the way, and I wanted to ask you a question about that, but that was a story, by the way, that I saw a couple of weeks ago that I put in the blue folder that I never got to and then eventually threw it away. So I don't have it in front of me, but it was a story about your grandmother's secret recipe for whatever. And what they had done is they had done some real research Mm. into these recipes, and people were asked to submit their grandma's secret Mm -hmm. recipe for chili or whatever. And what they determined is the majority of those recipes uh, were found in books that were published, like Betty Crocker, and so on. So the thing was, your your grandmother's secret recipe probably probably
1: wasn't her. was. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, let me ask you this, because no one's ever
0: left me but the, anything. You
1: know, the cool thing though about in the chili sauce recipe yeah. is and to make chili, like meat chili, right. it's it's, t- it's a it's a it's a sauce to have with um, to pork and meat and stuff like that. It's mm. so made with tomatoes and apple and celery and. Uh, vinegar and sugar, and uh, it tastes really what? good. I'll, g- I'll, I'll give you some next time
0: you're over. Yeah, okay. The worst part of going through was my mom put together. I've told you this before. She put together a big book of, of my mm-hmm. favorite recipes. My, you know, so I could make them myself when I moved out of the house. And we still have the book, so I guess you know I've kept that. Although my mom's still alive, but if you go through the ingredients of these yeah. recipes that you loved, um, you won't end up making them. There's just you know, to find out that there was wait a minute there was chicken kidney in this. You know oh what I mean? like yeah, you, that
1: stuff's not. Yeah, you go through
0: the list and go. Yeah, I'm not buying yeah. that. Uh, but uh, no one's ever left me anything in a will, ever that I can think of. No, no, uh, because you know I lost my dad and uh, everything was left to his uh, wife, my mother, and I've lost my father-in-law and everything was left to his wife, my mother-in-law. So I don't know that I've lost anybody else that was close enough to me. But if somebody leaves you money, um, do you feel obligated to sensibly spend that money? And I've never thought about it before. But say somebody left you five thousand dollars, and you thought, you know what, a Mexican vacation would be great. Would there be some party that feels that's not a that's not a significant or that's not a a good tribute to the person's life that it was just depends thrown what away the, on what a vacation? What was
1: the person like? At the end of it all, it was left to you to do what you please with. So, mm. I, I I I think you need to stop thinking so much about what other people think and just well I've never had, had happen it happen right? to me
0: so I've never been faced with it right but you want to I would think if somebody left me 5 10 20 I mean if they left me a lot of money and that's not going to happen my first instinct would be to do something with it to honor them uh-huh. and you mentioned buying a ring right but I know that any money I might leave to my children, I certainly don't want them to do anything to honor me. I want them to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I want them to pay off some of their debts or buy a house. Or <laughs> that's wishful thinking that I'll leave them enough for that. But I would hate to think that they wasted it on, you know, a, a, an oil painting of. Of me. Just go to Facebook. There's tons of pictures there. Look at Twitter. You'll see something. But
1: again, that's up to them. Yeah, it that's is. That's up to them what they want to do with it and how they want to It's definitely maybe
0: tribute. a conversation to have. I mean, we've had the conversation about doing wills. The kids are well aware of what the wills say. Um, but perhaps I should just mention to them sometime that, oh, by the way, if there's any money involved here, waste it. Go have fun with to have it. Have fun with it. I don't or, care. Or,
1: but hey, you know what? They like you said. They might be at the point in their life where they need a down payment on a house. Yeah, that that could that'd be, be great. it. Or, you know, maybe a new, you know, down payment on a new vehicle or a, well, new, that, a new pair of shoes. Right, whatever that it actually is, actually right? Makes
0: sense because I've often, I've long thought that my kids will leave over my dead body. Basically, I can't imagine them moving out any <laughs> sooner. <laughs> so <laughs> that totally works out.
1: Yeah. No, you've got a couple more.
0: When you get left something in your will, is it like in the movies? Do you get called to a lawyer's office and he reads the ha- I've will? I've never or had anything
1: no? left in will. Or does the somebody
0: will? just write you a letter and say? I don't know. Hmm.
1: I don't know how that works.
0: I don't either. Hey, could somebody, one of our listeners, would it be too much to ask? What if you die and leave us something so we can figure out? No, that's out, not appropriate. Oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to know how the process works.
1: Well, if, if you've gone through the process, maybe you'd let us know.
0: Okay, fair enough. That's a better way to put it. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't thinking. There It was Friday. I was already at the bend. I wasn't thinking. I was in Twitter mode. All right, you're absolutely right, Jillian. I apologize to our listeners. I don't want anything to happen to any of you, except the ones with the nasty tax. You, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> fair oh,
2: and fair. Oh,
1: uh, I was on. Oh, Kate, okay, hold it. I was honored to have to deal with my aunt's estate last year when clearing out her home. There's a closet that was full of my uncle's clothes. Hmm. All in All perfect, in perfect shape. shape. My uncle passed away in 1970, wow. says Rick. Uh, my aunt left me $100,000 because I um, honored her and looked out for her, and it made her happy to do this. Wow.
0: My dad always said if there's money left, my TV wasn't big enough.
1: <laughs> I still have my mother's perfume soap. Really? Yeah. I think smell is a, is a big thing when it comes to that. Hi, Steve.
2: Yeah, hi. I just want to chime in. Basically, when uh, you get left inheritance, I went through that once when my grandmother passed away.
1: Okay, tell us how it happened.
2: Okay, so basically what happened was after the funeral, probably about, oh, I'd say three months after the fact, my uncle was the executor. We all received a a registered letter in the mail. Okay. And basically it was a letter from the lawyer's office basically outlining that we had all received uh, an inheritance and will basically receive it once all taxes have been paid out. Mm. So, and that was in June, and we didn't actually receive funds till I think probably oh, right around October. Oh, okay. So did, pre- did you
0: ever have to, there was no reading of the will or anything? You never had to go to a lawyer's office and sit or anything like that?
2: No, no, there there wasn't. And I was kind of expecting that something would happen like that because mm-hmm. it was kind of a little different. I mean, my uncle and my dad don't have a good relationship, so it was kind of cryptic. Yeah. Um, I had one cousin that basically did the eulogy and started calling everybody and asking everybody for their addresses and whatnot. And it was like. Okay, well, what's happening here, right? So not exactly sure what else.
0: Interesting. I was, the, I was the executor for my sister's will. And, um, Thanks for the call, Steve. Yeah, but she didn't leave, or for my sister's yeah. estate, but she didn't leave a will. So there was no reading of the will, or uh, there was certainly a I lawyer think that involved. that whole reading of the will stuff is like when you're bazillion now. You could possibly, I'm sure, and a lawyer could tell us different, I'm sure you could put it in your will that you specifically wanted a reading of yep. the will. Those were your last you know, wishes.
1: My husband got almost 20 grand from a friend's will he bought his Harley Davidson motorcycle. It is just what she would have wanted him to do great that's from sand
0: the six thirty chad afternoon news with jaylen nye and andrew gross weekdays at 2 on six thirty chad